Hello, and welcome to On the Bright Side. I'm your host, Micah Hart, and today I have some great stories to share with you. I hope that you had a wonderful week and were able to look at different news stories and think about them from a different perspective. I sure know that I have been looking at several stories recently that have been difficult to read due to the nature of the stories. However, I have been able to find something positive in each of them. I know it may not seem like there is much good out there, but I promise you, there is some good out there. You just have to look under all of the chaos and confusion that so often infiltrates our news. Without further ado, let's get to the news of today. The Jackson community started a GoFundMe for a single mother after her car was stolen. Stacy Elvidge is a single mother from Jackson who is raising three children. One day, she walked outside and shockingly, her car was gone. Just 10 days before Christmas. According to WLNS, Elvidge described how, like most would, she was stunned. Stacy's daughter has cerebral palsy and it is important to get her to school that, so that she can be with the right nurse. On top of all of this, it was her son's birthday and she had just gotten used to being to a new schedule after her husband had died just a few years prior. This story is devastating. But some individuals stepped up to the plate and created a GoFundMe for this single mother. The police are still looking for the car, but it is highly unlikely that it will be found and brought back to Stacy. This story is a total tragedy. This poor woman lost her husband a few years ago, and someone just decided to steal her car 10 days before Christmas, and on her son's birthday nonetheless. It is so sad to see that people go through these struggles, and it often makes me question humanity if I am being completely honest with you. However, this story brings out optimism and a hope for humanity, as there are some good people who truly care and desire to make a difference by helping this mother get back on her feet after this tragedy. The world is full of anger, hate, and division, but there is also love, compassion, and unity. The news rarely shows this piece of the puzzle. It is out there, and although it is rare, it is well worth celebrating because it not only helps someone, but it also gives greater hope to humanity and what can become of it if we all can love one another and be there for one another and help each other out when we need it the most. That is true humanity and how is, is how we should act with each other. Sadly, it doesn't happen all the time. But as we can see, it can happen, and we need to embrace it when it does and celebrate it. Governor Gretchen Whitmer recently released her budget plan. 
Now, I know that most people don't have the time or desire to read through all of it, and believe me, I don't either. But I believe it is important to know about the fiscal nature of your state, in this case being the state of Michigan. This year, the state of Michigan has a budget that totals to about $71.4 billion. While this is 10% greater than last year, Whitmer has several plans for this money, including certain tax cuts and rebates, increased educational funds for both teachers and schools and universities, bonuses for frontline workers, and transportation and infrastructure, such as dams and roads. While this is her plan, the Republicans also have their own. By holding majorities in both the House and Senate, Republicans will be able to work with Whitmer to get some of what they want. While Republicans do not agree with some of the spending and are concerned with the amount of it, they are eager to work on tax cuts that give more money back to the people of the state of Michigan. While it may appear that gridlock is the only thing that will come about from this budget, there is so much more. It is easy to look at this from either party and be frustrated by the ideas presented by the other party. However, why can't we look at it as a time of compromise and working together to benefit the public good? I know that it is hard to view certain aspects of this in a positive manner, but at least there is work being done that aims to help the people of Michigan. Gridlock is both a blessing and a curse. We will have to see what happens with these talks, and if Whitmer gives in more than she wanted, due to it being an election year and her being up for re-election, or if she will stick to what she wants and fail to give in to the ideas presented by her opponents. Only time will tell what can, will happen of this, but I will be sure to keep you updated. The New York mask mandate is set to expire, but it will still be active in schools. New York Governor Kathy Hochul recently announced that masking will continue to be enforced at schools, but that the requirement will end at public places. In the last few weeks, other Democratic governors have taken similar strides. In New York, masks will still be required at some facilities, but the overall mandate is going to expire. The governor will decide on what will happen in schools at the beginning of March. Testing will be of great significance in the effort to bring and keep children in school, but for now, masks will still be mandated. As mentioned, other governors, specifically Democratic Party governors, that I'm going to be talking about are doing the same, including in states such as Delaware, Rhode Island, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Massachusetts is also included in this list. However, they have a Republican governor currently, but they are also um, a left-leaning state. So they can be considered in this group as well. Several other states have done the same. However, politics are involved in this as an aggressive election year faces both parties but particularly the Democratic Party. According to a Monmouth University poll, 70% of Americans desire to move on from the pandemic. Furthermore, Biden's approval rating in regard to his handling of the virus is not that great, with only 43% approving of his work. 
This is all according to Fox News. Biden still sides with the CDC, Center for Disease Control, on masking indoors and in schools. But as evidenced, Democratic governors and leaders are not listening to their party's so-called figurehead and are distancing themselves from his COVID-19 stances as an election year is rapidly approaching what is, with what is sure to be some surprises and widely contested races. To be honest with you, I do believe that mask mandates should end in every facility, but I do believe that steps in the right direction are being made. I know it's hard to think of this as a positive story, but I would much rather have all mandates and I would much rather have all mandates ended effective immediately and I would really love that. But progress is being made and we have to start somewhere. This process has been long and tiring, believe me, I know, but it is well worth the fight and we are moving closer and closer to normalcy each and every day. Furthermore, November is a chance to get out and vote for change. If you are upset with the way things are, go out and vote. Voting is our civic duty and is one of the best ways that we can use our freedom. I just voted in my first election this past one, and it was such an honor and privilege. I pride myself in the concept of voting and that I am able to vote and make my voice heard. So while this story may bother some, there is a benefit to it. We get to go and vote and make and fight for change every few years. It is a great honor that not everyone in the world has, but we are so blessed to have. It will be very interesting to see how the upcoming elections pan out. But for now, let's just focus on getting back to normal and ensuring that our rights are protected. This story may be bothersome to some because it doesn't solve the whole problem. But trust in the process and that things are starting to get better. Just think and look back on and reflect about where some states were just a few months ago in regards to COVID-19 mandates. It was entirely different. And things are starting to move in the right direction. We've just got to ensure that they continue to do so and hold the government specifically the leaders of our state's governments, um, hold them responsible essentially for what they're doing and ensure that they protect our rights and our freedom and keep kids in school. That is one of the biggest things we can get out of this story. Children need an education. We need to keep them in school. So I know it's not the best news that kids in New York will still be wearing masks. But at least we're starting somewhere and getting somewhere. And getting our kids back in school is a great place as well. We need to keep fighting for that. Their country's vaccine mandate, which is causing both Ford and Toyota to have distribution issues. As stated, Canadian truckers are protesting over the vaccine mandate put into effect by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Trudeau is refusing to lift his measures, and the truckers are still located on the Ambassador Bridge that connects Windsor, Ontario, Ontario to Detroit, Michigan. Both Ford and Toyota have been forced to halt production at some of their factories due to the ongoing conflict. The White House is also calling for an end to this, citing problems in both the economic and agricultural sectors. Look, the economy is already struggling, and anytime something 
that has the prospect of damaging the economy rises, it is very concerning. Although one could go about and think of this story as a dismal one, it is one of hope, especially for those opposed to restrictive mandates. Personally, I like to be honest with you, I'm going to say this, I am opposed to restrictive mandates, and so this story is optimistic for people like myself because the truckers are not giving in to the government and their desire for them to be vaccinated against their own will. As I read this story, I was filled with hope because it showed me that not everyone was willing to bow down to the government and get something that they didn't want. I am not trying to spew my political ideas at you, but this story needed it as an explanation for where I am coming from. But I want to take it from the flip side as well. On the other side, those who desire vaccine mandates can also view this as optimistic because the government and its leaders are not willing to give up on their goal and desire for everyone to be vaccinated and protected against the coronavirus. While I did explain that I am not for this line of reasoning, I believe that positivity can be found on either side because both sides want a certain outcome. While only one will prevail, the greatest positive is that there is still the ability for a disagreement between the government and some of its people. We all disagree with the government at points, and this is freedom of expression. These truckers are expressing what they believe in, which should be considered by all a positive. Even though the means in which they do it can be debated, most people would likely say that they want their free speech when they don't agree with someone something, or the government on any given topic. So we should all be able to look at it from that way as well and celebrate that we can still have those rights and still go a on as people trend is circulating on the popular app TikTok. And it is sending kids to the hospital. This challenge is called the Benadryl Challenge. And it is a trend that started on the app in 2020. This challenge calls for those accepting of it to take an excessive amount of the medicine. Other trends such as the sleepy chicken, the one chip challenge, and the blackout challenge are all concerning to the parent to parents and have even sent some children to the hospital. This story is such a tragedy and just breaks my heart. Honestly, social media is one of the greatest dangers for children these days. As a young person myself, I see the appeal of being on social media. Through social media, we can express ourselves, stay in contact with our friends, and get away from the real world for a few minutes, or for some people, several hours. Even though this is true, social media can be very dangerous for many reasons. TikTok is a fun app that is meant for memes memes, dancing, singing, and other content. Yet the challenges on the app are very concerning. Children are easily influenced, and they will do something when they see that it has a lot of likes or looks cool, as they would say. Sadly, they don't think these actions through fully and sometimes allow peer pressure to persuade them. This story seems so negative and dark, and I will admit that it is. But there is hope, because preventative measures can be taken to stop trends like this from harming the most innocent and impressionable among us. For starters, 
I urge parents or guardians to put medicine in a hidden place and give it to your child if they are too young to read the label and get it for them themselves. Once they are old enough, I urge you to have a conversation with them about reading drug labels and how serious medications are. In addition to this, I strongly recommend that parents monitor their children on social media, especially younger children. It is important to have conversations with your kids. And if you notice a trend, talk to your children or your child about it and explain why it is dangerous and why they should not participate in it. Being a verse parent in social media is not a bad thing. It is the opposite of that, as you most likely will be protecting your child from the dangers that may otherwise go unnoticed to you. This is a great update I want to give you. About a week ago, as I was reading through the news on Michigan Live, I came across a connection to a story that I discussed a few weeks back. As you all know by now, the great Hollywood icon Betty White passed away. Individuals were, and still are, encouraged to donate to animal shelters in her name. This is also a local story, because in Kalamazoo, students raised money for the animal rescue to partake in honoring Betty White through the challenge called the Betty White Challenge. Fifth grade students at Woodward School for Technology and Research raised $550 for their local animal rescue to pay tribute to the late actress. Congratulations to the students for impacting the world in such a great way. Also, congratulations to the Kalamazoo Animal Rescue for receiving $6,000 in donations during the challenge. It is so great to see how much unity can occur through times of pain and struggle. Again, wonderful job, students, and keep up the great work, Kalamazoo Animal Rescue. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this episode of On the Bright Side. I greatly appreciate your support and constant viewership. I hope that you have learned a lot these last few weeks about the news and also about having a positive outlook on it because it is so imperative that we do. As I said, nowadays the news won't show you the positives. We are just bombarded by the negative and we already get that enough with all of this COVID craze and everything else going on in our lives. We need some positivity and we should be able to find that in the news. So I'm hoping I can bring that to you through the next week, several weeks to come. I hope that you have a great weekend and continue to look at the news from a positive light. As I did say and will admit, it is difficult to do so and view the news in this way, but it is so worth it. Honestly, I still remember when I would watch the news and just think of it so negatively because that's all I was basically taught to do. That's what I thought I was supposed to do. Just look at the news and everything was so negative that I viewed it negatively. But there are so many positives we can get from it and we just have to look, dig deeper and find it. It just takes a little bit of time. But if we're willing to get our hands dirty and dig deep, we can find the good in the news. It is so worth it. Thank you so much for listening. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 WRFH. Thank you and have a great weekend.